0: Welcome to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Debbie and Greg Peters. And welcome back to another episode of the Third Generation Networking Podcast. I'm Greg Peters, the Reluctant Networker, and with me, as always, is my mom and business partner, the networking guru, Debbie Peters.
1: Hi, Greg. Hello? Hi, How, <laughs> How
0: are you doing today?
1: Good. And aren't you the something superhero?
0: Superhero in residence. Yeah. Yes, that is still on my business card. So <laughs> So, are things going well for you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I actually got my. Um, for those of you who follow this, there's an ongoing saga with the strawberry patch.
0: Oh, how is that going?
1: Well, the strawberries are done, so I don't have to worry about the you know what birds Okay. Uh, getting in there because they still are.
0: What about the you know what dog? I mean, the you it's... know what dog
1: can. Well, <laughs> it's not in there. But this, this strawberry patch had overgrown itself, so it was a great big. Very big patch, which made picking uh, a little challenging uh, challenging this year. So this past weekend, I went out and I was ruthless. I pulled out a whole, like, I don't know, how many strawberry plants. So now I have nice, straight, I think, five or six rows. I'm so happy. Yep.
0: And I'm sure that they won't overgrow themselves by next year. I'm going to be very (laughs) diligent about cutting off the runners. Okay. Well, good luck with that. (laughs) So today we're actually talking about, uh, uh, we had a question come in from one of our listeners. Uh, His name is Mike Robb. And he said he was going to be relocating to Florida in a few years. Right now he's living in Michigan. Okay. Um, And he was curious, how do you do long-distance networking? Now, the interesting thing was, he actually sent me this question many months ago before the whole COVID-19 thing happened. We're all shut down. But it's interesting, now almost every networking that we do... Is long distance. We no longer are doing this in person thing. So, how does how does that change things? In fact, you know what we're talking about for him is going to be applicable to all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know you've been doing a lot more long distance networking, seriously long distance, like South Africa long distance. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I'm I'm going to take us back to probably six years ago now when I made a decision to expand um, my company. Um, before you were partnered with me and we were, we were, you know, moving right along in Toledo and I thought, you know, we could expand and and Cleveland for a number of reasons was the choice of of where I was going to expand. Now I knew no one there. Okay. (laughs) Uh, My research entailed going over there for a speaking engagement in the morning, meeting one of my graduates of my class who had moved, moved over there for lunch. She met me at this really cool restaurant in, um, no, a gentrified area, uh, you know, an up-and-coming area in uh Cleveland. Can't think of the name of it right now, but it was. It's called Lucky's Deli, and we sat out on the patio. It was a Wednesday, so it wasn't crowded. Mm. And it's an organic place, and they had the patio, and behind the patio, they had their organic garden where they were growing stuff that they were actually using in oh, the restaurant. Nice, nice. And it was around eighty-one degrees, and the sky was that deep just that beautiful blue and I sat there and I thought yep this is where I'm going to expand Okay, <laughs> based on that research <laughs> and then the real reality hit that you know I absolutely know no one over here so I asked a couple people or I asked people here in the Toledo area who do you know over there that I can at least meet with to sort of get started and I got maybe five or six names I met with those five or six people and chatted with them, found out about them. Most of them were probably no one that I was going to meet for a second time. However, every time I met with someone, I asked one question right near the end of our conversation. And that was, if I can only involve myself in one networking group, what one would you suggest? And interestingly, all five of these people were all around um, the area, not clumped in one area in Cleveland. And they all said the Rocky River Chamber of Commerce. Mm. And Chambers of Commerce, you know, they're they're great, but it wasn't on my radar as, as a networking group, nor I, I don't even know if I knew that Rocky River existed. Okay. <clears throat> and so I thought, well, you know, might as well just try it out. I'll go to their lunch and th- and they have a process where if you register for lunch you know the later you register for lunch the more the lunch becomes the the cost more, yeah, and if goes. you're a non-member obviously there's a tier for so significantly non-member. higher yes so i uh, it just happened that i went into their website on the tuesday before the lunch happened on thursday so i had to pay $35 oh <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> for lunch <laughs> and i'm thinking well it's research <laughs> That was how I justified it. I expected to see maybe 50 people sitting there for lunch. And I, you know, went in, registered, kind of walked around the corner. It was at a country club. and walked into a room with
0: 200 people. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I mean, I was a member of the Ann Arbor Chamber of Commerce, which had, I think, 1,500 members. And what you said, you know, lunches were 35 to 50 people would show up. So for 200 to show up at Rocky River, that's pretty impressive. That means they have to have a pretty good machine running in the background. Yes,
1: they have a great machine working in the background. And um, I think because I registered so late that day or that week, I didn't have anyone welcoming me, Mm. which is unusual for them. They have a welcome committee where you are assigned a a guest or a first time or a new member or a first time guest is assigned to... uh, a member usually from either the board or the membership committee to host them and introduce them to people. I didn't have that, but I, you know, I'm not too shy. So I walked in and found a table to sit at and met some people and they were really nice. And I'm like, wow, this is great. And I just thank my lucky stars that I asked that one question because it opened the door to all kinds of business connections, friendships. I have some of my strongest friendships now over in Cleveland Mm. because of that first opportunity. So I think asking who else do, who else do I know here where I'm at that might have, and we are a moving world. There are people that will know someone from, you know, for for Mike, someone from Michigan will know tons of people in Florida. Sure. Yeah. So, that would be the first step and then reaching out uh, so you, so either in person whenever we stop being locked down from COVID or virtually, if you're on a virtual chamber meeting, you have the chat box, you can reach out to someone and say, hey, I'm new to the area or I'm going to be new to the area, I'm going to be you know, considering moving in, maybe you target a realtor and say, Tell me about the housing here. What, you know, what should I know? What about schools? Mm. And then maybe you target someone that's, uh, um, uh, the chamber director and say, you know, would you be willing to do a zoom call? I'd love to meet with you and pick your brain a little bit. I'm going to be thinking about moving down here. You might also think about talking with a banker. Because a lot of times bankers will know businesses that need to hire people if you're going down without a job Mm -hmm. and you're going to look once you get there. So there's lots of different ways that you can do it by just reaching out to people and saying, I'm new, can you help me? Or I'm going to be new. And people love to help.
0: Of course. And they're
1: always really proud, usually at least, about where they live.
0: (laughs) Well, it's uh, it's interesting because you're you're saying that um, you know you would actually you would physically go to Cleveland because yes. you went you went physically to the Rocky River, yes. and so uh, what, that's one of the things you would ask is you know what are my opportunities where should I be going, mm-hmm. um, but really now with the, how things have changed it's not all that much different to say you know. I mean, how hard it is! It you know, we, we, maybe we could find someone to introduce them to right now. in yeah. it, I'd say, hey, you know, you you should talk to this person. Start asking, you know, who else should I meet? Um, but I think one of the things you said was was really important, is that when you are reaching out to these, you know, to these suggested connections, have a reason, have a question that you can ask, mm-hmm. have a have something that they can help you with specifically, other than just. I'm moving down there. What do you, what do you think? You know, it's, it's understand what you need, uh, which kind of almost falls back on what we often say about when you have a plan, have a plan, know what you need, know what you want and actually say something. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. I learned that concept from um, a salesperson, a a fellow salesperson that I was in the sales room with way back in the days when I was selling payroll service in Detroit. And, Andrew Livingston, who sold for the same company that I did, moved from Florida, and I don't remember exactly where in Florida, but he moved from Florida to Michigan. And he had never lived in the North. He was a Southern boy. And for three years, I could our sales room just had you know those half walls so you could hear every conversation someone else was having. I would hear him on the phone saying, I'm just a poor southern boy that over <laughs> right here. Can you help me? I'm like, but he used it to his advantage,
0: yeah. and he was very successful. Well, uh, but as you point out, it's people do like to help. You know, if, if there is something within their capabilities, uh, the, what we can't do is just say, "I'm confused. Can you help me?" Yeah. We, need to, we need to do a little bit of the research ourselves And what areas. I mean, I haven't I, you know, had have a chance to actually follow up with Mike and find out more specifics about what he's trying to accomplish down there. Is he retiring and going down there? Because that's mm-hmm. going to be a whole different, different. set of yep. needs. Uh, is he planning on moving his business down there? Is he looking for a job down there? I mean, those are all specific. He's going to have specific needs that he needs to be able to ask for help on.
1: And And speaking of Florida, actually... <laughs> I have a new friend from my international networking that um, she is actually, she lives here in the States, in Florida, in Orlando. Okay. Her name is Michelle Saig and she has lived in Orlando now, I think she told me, four years. And she is originally from South Africa. Oh, really? So she's an attorney. She worked as a criminal. She's this little cute, tiny thing, and she worked as a criminal <laughs> attorney. But she said there's just, for her, she could see that there wasn't opportunity in South Africa. So she made a decision to move here all by herself. Really? She, there were some long, I mean, you know, very distant relatives that helped with the um, immigration. They have to send paperwork to someone, an address in the States Mm -hmm. that, you know, blah, blah. So that's how she used that. But. Uh, and she did have the support of her family back in South Africa a little bit. And I assume that probably means some financial help maybe, but she came here all by herself. She was 33 years old. She said, here I am. I'm a very, I own my own business in South Africa. You know, I'm, I'm a tough attorney and I decided to, to leave it all. Left my dog behind, left my family behind, left my business, you know, sold my business and left my job behind. Mm. And I arrive on the doorstep of Florida she said it was really hard. Oh, I imagine. But one thing she said was, I could have sat in my apartment every day, but I didn't let myself. I forced myself out to go to networking events. And she said sometimes they were great and sometimes
0: they were awful. (laughs) Mm, Well, (laughs) we've seen those. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And um, she worked for a while as a paralegal, but decided she didn't want to do that because... It was frustrating what she was being paid. Mm-hmm. And she went to a business broker to talk to them about buying a business. Um, didn't know what she wanted to buy, but so she thought, you know, she'd pick their brain. And I can see why, just from having talked with her, why they said, how about working for us? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what she does. She's a business broker. Oh, cool. So if... If Mike is going to go down and want to buy a business, we'll connect him with Michelle. There we go. And I met Michelle because of BNI, which I've mentioned a lot, Business Network International. And I actually um, met her because my friend Lasagna Pele from South Africa had asked me how, you know, are there some other chapters in the U.S. that are as good as my chapter of course, my chapter's the best. Of course, well. (laughs) And so I reached out to a couple other people, saying, "Hey, you know, what chapters would you recommend?" And so one of the people recommended there were three chapters in the the uh, Florida area, and we looked at the timing, and Lasagna chose uh, the Orlando BNI Works is the name of the chapter, Mm -hmm. and I said, "I'll go to Chaperone you." (laughs) Chaperone. So as a result, I got to meet Michelle, and she is just a, a dynamo.
0: Wow. So you're extending your, your reach across the oh, world. It's, it's Yes. A, I, I know that we've had conversations with people now in Italy and South Africa. Malta. And Malta.
1: Uh, and I just um, joined a group called the Global Riders. Global? Riders, R-I-D-E-R-S. Riders, okay. Mm-hmm. And it was formed by a gentleman in North Carolina who I met in Rome. <laughs> <laughs> cracks me up. And he, uh, because of the way the BNI chapters are meeting virtually, he is, has formed this group of people that go around the various chapters and they support each other in that, um, if one's going to, a chapter then many of them will go with that person so you a, a, a group shows up and obviously you need to register in advance mm-hmm. to let the chapter know so you're not surprised when seven or eight people show up right um and also when these people the individuals who are part of the global writers group when they have to do their uh weekly their feature presentation then a lot of the global writers will show up to support them at their own chapter. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so it's really, these are like little nuances of what people are doing that are a little different than what I've ever known about VNI. So uh, as a result of that, I think I'm probably going to be <laughs> hitting a few more
0: <laughs> places. Those, those late, late night... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> the, and so the... the I, the lesson learned is if you reach out, you'll probably get more than what you want.
0: Mm-hmm. But I think uh, uh, we need to uh, make sure we, we uh, emphasize you have to do it. You know, you're just waiting there, just, you know, sending it out into the atmosphere. I, I hope we can figure out something. You actually have to, especially with these days with, with uh, COVID shutdowns and everything, We don't have sort of those uh, moments where you just suddenly find yourself in the presence of somebody else.
1: Right. A lot of times people will move and then the first thing they do is they go to church or their kids go to school or, you know, so many times that's their kids get in soccer. Mm -hmm. That's the way they then get connected with other parents or other people in the similar communities. That's not happening right now.
0: (laughs) Right. Um, So really, the, the need is to be very proactive about it. Um, to reach out to your to your current network and say, who can you introduce me to that's that's down there? Mm-hmm. And I, I would suspect that uh, if if you have any sort of a LinkedIn profile, you can actually uh, do searches based upon locations. Yes. So you might find, okay, well, who do I who do I know who knows someone mm-hmm. in in Florida? Mm-hmm. And yeah, sometimes the LinkedIn connections can be sort of nebulous, but sort of <laughs> okay.
1: Actually, you know, I think the best place to look is Facebook first.
0: Go oh, true, yeah, uh, but it's, I don't know if you can search on uh, um, location in Facebook. I don't know that either. So well, you, you know what? Maybe. Well, this is something we, yeah. we, we've often said in the past. We are not social media no. experts, so
1: I'm sure someone can give us the answer on that. So but. if
0: you if you do know the answer to that, please do comment on fa- on our Facebook pages. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've covered this pretty well, uh, the importance of being very proactive about it, about reaching out to your your current network to find out who knows someone down there. But then when you actually reach out to those people in Florida, um, know what you need, know what you want, and know what you can ask for. One thing. Well, it takes us back to our core, third generation networking.
1: It takes us back to your grandmother, my mother, Virginia. Mm -hmm. who, when she hit town, because she and my dad moved so many times in their marriage, she made a decision that she was going to make a friend the day she hit town. That was back before LinkedIn, Facebook. Exactly. I mean, (laughs) long-distance phone calls cost, you know, so much, you only make Five dollars a minute or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) No cell phones, no internet, no, nothing. And so she couldn't easily at least reach out in advance. Right. And so what she would do is she would, the day she hit town, I think they probably became active in a church or they Mm. became active with the group of people that were maybe working in the same area that my dad was or they became active. Uh, My mom mom volunteered because she um, was not a working mother, although she worked a lot. Yes. (laughs) But she could have just sat home and said, oh, I hate this, moving around, and she didn't. She put herself out there, just like Michelle Sayeg did.
0: And just like we're recommending Mike do. Yeah, exactly. Put yourself out there, make those connections. So,
1: make Virginia proud.
0: (laughs) Make Virginia proud. (laughs) Well, very good. Well, I think we've covered this very well for today, Uh, and uh, please uh, do comment on our Facebook pages. We would love to hear from you. Uh, Subscribe if you'd like to keep coming back week after week, and until next time, go out and make some great connections. All right, thanks, Mom. We'll see you, Greg. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Greg and Debbie Peters. If you'd like to learn more about our new virtual training programs, go to connectnation.com.